So what we can see in the basic pattern of the teachings on mindfulness of breathing is you have this are uh, uh, two ways of training which run through the Buddha's teaching in terms of Dhamma and in terms of Vinaya or discipline. Yeah. And they're both ways of working with Sankara. Sankara the uh, the uh, our mental energies, you might say, our activity energies, our impulses, our formative, creative energies, whether they're deliberate, conscious, or reflexive, you know, things we, we act through, mm-hmm. sankharas. And uh, so you, this is one of the, this is the, the kanda that really can get us into trouble or get us out of it. <laughs> Yeah. So the idea is training, and this word sikkati comes up frequently in, in this sutta to train oneself. It's actually a, you know, realize you have this capacity to for good, for bad, for calm, for agitation, for joy, for depression, you know, and uh, to use it skillfully. And if we use it skillfully, it can also um, the most amazing thing is it can take us out or it can liberate the mind from the grip of sankharas, grip of this pushing urge to find, to be, to get away, to go to oblivion, to go to ecstasy, and everywhere in between. You can just select that. Can The Buddha said this is sublime, this is peaceful, the stilling of all activities. This is nibbana. So when the mind is relieved from that pressure, which doesn't come through negativity, through trying to put some, to, you know, to stop it, because that's another sankara, that's another activity that, um, which can be useful at times, of course, but it's not. Uh, it's more like to do with the, we say the mundane, which is you know you, you stop things that are immoral or gross or careless that's that's an activity a sankara that one brings around but here in, in meditation you, you're actually working on the very uh, activity energy itself and two processes one is um, the energy of that which we deal with by calming or steadying or soothing or softening or Brightening, everything that does with actually making oneself feel more steady, more comfortable, more alive. You know, this we call samatha. And the other is uh, the view, uh, reviewing, witnessing, watching. There's words we can use for that. In the Anapanasati, it's called anupasi, which means looking through or looking along with or looking together with is you're actually reviewing the experience that's going on right now you're not doing anything other than that this is called vipassana so it's a form of wisdom so you know what you're doing you know what's running through you're not caught in it but you're not having an opinion about it you're just and you can witness that what passes through 
is changeable, and that uh, it's subject to um, quietening, fading. You can become dispassionate towards that. Those those movements, those energies. Mm. Through that, you can there can be a relinquishment, a stopping, or a ceasing, just because one is. Not just not not captured by it, not 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 in it. You know, you're you're above it. You're it doesn't really get you going. Mm. So this send this relinquishment. So this briefly is uh, <coughs> process of insight, a graduated process, <coughs> and it, this isn't philosophical. It's not just having the idea but actually feeling the change through the energies. Yeah. This is what, so when you steady, calm, brighten, bring yourself into a skillful, good state of, of, of energy, you know, being, you might say, presence, Then you can you you stay within that, and this is the purpose of samatha. You're not up in your head thinking about impermanence. You're actually dropped right into the place where it's continually happening. So you can notice your, your if you meditate, your energy body continually vibrates, pulsates, oscillates, tightens, loosens. Uh, and it can calm to to becomes a kind of steady, glowing quality or a, a vibrant quality. Still, it's always got this uh, uh, moving state to it, and it registers. So, when your mind is quite calm, you easily register things like sudden shocks or spins of thought or emotional moods you can feel yourself sinking or tightening or bristling or releasing or becoming more more warm or vibrant Hmm? this this is what happens so the energy body is your primary intelligence primary way of detecting things even before your brain kicks in you know our reflexes are much uh, quicker than our thoughts. The reflexes are, you know, autonomous, and they're they're associated just with the the body immediately responding to it through its energy system. So you hear a loud crash, and that shock runs into the energy system, and something in you tightens up, or goes into alert, before you can even dismiss it or think about it and decide what it is, and you think about it, oh, that's okay, no problem, and you relax again. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you still stay agitated for quite a while. So the energy body is your primary reflexive intelligence, and this is where a lot of the (coughs) learnt impressions also reside. So we may... In fact, you know, being as, have been in situations where it's quite intrusive or difficult or 
And so your, your energy system is, is basically in a continuous state of some contraction or armoring. You know? Or when you're ill, when you're, when you're sick, your energy system can go into a very kind of flattened or contracted state. It's not soothed or relaxed or expansive. So you can be like that for a while. And some of this stuff can actually go on for years. You know, your energy just gets contracted and it doesn't come out again. <coughs> it doesn't doesn't release. You know, it can be either psychological or whatever reasons for that. So you, you know, sometimes it's when you start to meditate, you you can recognize you can relax deeper than you've ever relaxed before in your life. You didn't know what it felt like before. You were just going from, you know, 90% tension to 70% tension. That felt pretty good. When you dropped it to 10% tension, suddenly, wow, you know. And then you start to recognize, you know, you can be bigger, wider, brighter, easier, and in that, uh, things don't wind you up. Things don't get you going. This is the purpose of, of working on the energy through energy system through samatha. Softening, expanding, widening, deepening, connecting to the ground. Feeling this sense of, of refreshed, bright energy. So then you don't get so nervous, irritable, depressed. Because these are all, all these emotional states are based upon particular energetic contractions, tightness, or you know, things of this nature. And you can't, you can't, you can't get out of them emotionally. You can't just see depressed, say, be happy. Um, you know, cheer up, because that just makes you more irritated. <laughs> and depressed (laughs) but you can go to the sense of sad, depressed and feel how that feels in your body maybe you feel kind of sunken you know and the attitude oh I can't be bothered what's the point that's the view that comes in so you feel the energy and then the view comes up oh what's the point point, waste the time either you go into annihilationism or we look for something else to get us going. So from that view, interprets our energy, and then comes up with some kind of idea or impulse of what, what we can do to get out of it. It's always that that view doesn't, it just keeps, doesn't resolve the problem, it just puts cosmetics on top of it. So, you know, it can be the case for many people, they just relax by, by you know, Drowning in things, you know, drown in sights, sounds, tastes, intoxicants, or whatever. Just something just flood the system with something else, and you feel okay, you know, until of course the effects of that wear off and the basic problem hasn't been resolved, and when you get addictive habits build up around that. So in dhamma practice, we start to kind of meet some of these difficult energetic uh, 
results, you know, vipaka karma. That's the, you know, the, the results, the residues that are in our systems. And uh, see if we can clear them through mindfulness and through practices like mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of walking, you know, just going to the very energy itself and, and breathing into it, steadying it. As it says in the sutta, thoroughly sensitive to the entire body and then calming and soothing the entire body. One breathes in and one breathes out. So the Buddha obviously felt this was a you know, important primary first step in a way. Even before we can um, develop much insight, which if you is the fourth of the four tetras of Anapanasati. With insight without that energy tends to be more philosophical. You know, you get the idea. The idea yeah, is profound. You know, non-detachment, dispassion, relinquishment, cessation. Yeah. But it's an it's uh, disappointing to see how one can understand this reasonably well, and yet not be able to bring it around with someone's own stuck stuff. Therefore. You know, looking at it not in terms of of the ideas in one's mind or the moods in one's heart, but just at the basic energy level. Mm-hmm. So for that point, we actually put aside our opinions about our moods, our resistance to our depression or judgments about our critical minds and just go to the bristly state or the sunk state or the flaring state. Or, of course, the happy, calm state, or the craving states, you know, trying to feel that almost directly in the nerve system, breathing in, breathing out. Through that, bring the breathing energy to bear onto that. So it's actually very simple, very pure, because in that we don't have an opinion about whether we what state our mind should be in that doesn't you know I mean if you come out of that practice yes yeah, certainly one can have opinions about it useful opinions you know I, I don't want to be angry and uptight and irritable yeah that's true that's, that's a, it's not skillful it's not helpful but actually how do you do it how do you change it then it, the changing you have to enter it start to you know kind of clear it through process of, of samatha. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is an aspect of our, our lives, not just of mindfulness of breathing, but we, we kind of empty ourselves into what we're doing. We empty ourselves into our chores, into our procedures into our routines you know we can have naturally you know it doesn't go my way I don't want to do this at this time I don't want to do that at that time I'd like to get this, this chore over and done with so I can get to something more interesting uh, I don't want to do this silly 
little thing I'd sooner get on with something more but still you stop and just fully let go into what one's doing so that uh, you know if it's basically it's not unwholesome maybe just boring irritating pointless seemingly but it's not actually immoral and then can I just you know, just go into that. I find this, uh, you know, putting out, trying to fix my bird feeder the other day so that squirrels wouldn't get into it. And I was trying to put, put wire around it to make the mesh smaller. So you have to thread with cold, the cold weather, you know, this cold wire through this uh, bird feed with the fingers going numb as the fingers go numb you can't handle the wire so you end up sticking sticking into your fingers <laughs> the ends of the wire and it's just tangling it all up and just, you know not wanting to do it wanting to have the end result but actually just slowing down taking the time what it takes for these numb hands to poke bits of wire through a bird feeder hang it up and watch the squirrels merrily dismantle it and go back to work again. <laughs> Talk about much quicker than I I put it together. They were able to tear it apart. Never mind. Intention was pure. <laughs> Intention was good. From the squirrel's point of view, it wasn't it good. But anyway. So it's just that sense of because in a way we're not here to to get results in the ordinary way of things you know we're here to get the result of a clearer more open more flexible mind not to have things my way but to keep emptying my way into what is needed or what's what's right here and of course this is very much the case in meditation isn't it you know, well, I want to get to this particular state or this feeling or this experience. You know, actually, what I have to do is work through this kind of clumsy, numb, tangled up bit called of my experience and find out where's the where's the loose end and where's the bit I can work with, the bit that's most free. You know, work on the looser bits first. You know, and I just sort of get the body more or less together sit it upright you know, check out the posture trying to find a way to sit comfortably you know, so that that will certainly help one's energy system and again it's not something that you can exactly say looks like something in the book depends on your own body you know, as to how it's not everything to sit like ramrod spines what does it mean to sit with a spine upright well it depends on what your spine's like you know what your body configuration is but you get the feeling of it the openness the opening up lifting and you work with it and that you work with that that will probably change over time but what you'll find is that something starts, your breath starts to lengthen and your bodily sense starts to settle and you feel more grounded and you feel 
you've got a whole body rather than just a kind of head or a brain on the top of a bag of meat uh, twittering away. <laughs> so then feeling out the whole body, torso, the trunk, even down through your legs and hands. And just do it until it starts to become a kind of a uh, massaged by that, by that action. Then you've got a, you've got a, then you've got a ground. Then you've got a, if you like, a kind of template in which you can start to witness. You know, the move, the ripples of agitation, the compulsive thrusting, the kind of withdrawing, the quivering, the effects of worry or doubt the forcefulness of trying to make it work, the, the sense that the what happens when you think, oh, give up, who cares? And what's the difference between letting go as something that's gentle and open and letting go, which is something that's kind of dismissive or, or casual? You know, the words are deceptive. The experience is very different. When is letting go annihilationism? Oh, who cares? And when he's letting go of something that's about, let it be the way it is, and I'll be with that. Mm. So you just kind of sense these things. It's a much clearer and more curious uh, textbook than you find written down. Mm. I don't know what letting go is for you. Mm. What what that will cause, what will bring around in the way you manifest. But you can know it. And you know what there is to be let go of. Where the first bit is to be let go of. Hmm? It doesn't happen, you don't let go of the whole thing, but you let go of the first bit, which can be the sense of doubt or uncertainty. Should I do this, should I do that? Well, the Buddha talked of the first three fetters, Sakaya Ditti, which in a way is a kind of continually um, affirming the, 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 the my way view, what's called the personality view. That is the, the chirping in the head. Actually, you take that as your, as your leader. <laughs> or as something that you really are, you know. <laughs> well, when you listen to enough of it, you think, "Oh, this." Uh, <laughs> it does say some rather interesting things at times, but when you look at the whole span of it, you think, oh, God. ranting, opinionated, <laughs> petulant." And, uh, you know, if you try to meditate from that position, there's always that sense of, I'm going to get this, I'm going to go there, stop this, make that, I want these jhanas, I want this inside, I want this and that, right, sort it, you know, it's not like that. And then, yeah, I don't actually go through the process, which is emptying oneself into one breath, you know, one out-breath, or one, one mind moment, one feeling, one place in your body, just let it be like this, mm-hmm feel be with it so that that's you know that's the kind of moment of letting go of some of the Sakaya Ditti the self view 
or the attachment to techniques and systems where you've got some beautiful map of practice in the head. And it's true, it's a map, but you know, you don't walk on maps. You walk on earth, you walk on the ground. So maps are nice and flat, clean, clear. Earth isn't flat or clean or clear. So, you know, you could recognize, you know, have the map there. It's like this Anapana, you've got this kind of wonderful, or <laughs> could be not wonderful, uh, map of these 16 places, 16 processes, 16 reference points the Buddha gives. Right, one, two, three, four, four. You know, and this is disaster. In my opinion, what doesn't work for me anyway? If I hold that, you know, it's a sort of because somebody always wants to get to the next bit, and not prepared to just be with this bit for as long as it takes until something starts to shift and the next piece kind of arises by itself. As one one is finds a place to be with, breathing in, breathing out, you know. And again, what is what that is for you? Yeah, is it the physical air? Is it the flow of energy? Is it the f- sensations in your body? Is it some sort of sense of? But generally, it's the moving sign. It's called the air sign, which isn't physical air, or physical air is part of that. But it's the whole sense of that steady, repeated movement. That's why the Buddha, throughout it, always says breathing in, breathing out to every part of that process is always this understanding of an energy that's continually re- repeated rhythmic sense so what's that within all those flows and flushes and movements so we start to you know find enough space enough to keep coming back to that and feel some of the, the steady calming effect of that Whereas our thought processes tend to come like bursts and surges. So if we are, if we do find that, that we find that in a comfortable way, settle in with it, you know, then, you know, some of the body starts to sort of release and shift and energy changes and the whole breath system sort of becomes longer. Which means... Not that you're kind of breathing heavy, but that that thread of breathing, you know, goes, you can feel it move through the whole body, the fine thread, and then it becomes finer. You know, you breathe less, your breathing becomes subtler, sometimes it disappears altogether, but the energy brightens, and you still sense that glow, that kind of repeated change and it steadies and then that can that energy then can be spread through the whole body but these are pieces you know and you have to the journey between them could be two years could be week you know but as far as i know it is not not as quick as i can think it you know i can think it about 10 seconds flat, the whole process. But covering it, 
So that sense of really just emptying oneself into present moment, getting quiet. And the more we can be very specific about actually what's happening. Again, that's part of putting aside doubt, because rather than what should be happening, what actually is happening, and what is needed right now. Sometimes it's just being less intense about it all. Because within that process, you know, sankharas are operating. The sankharas are energies and their views. So, you know, when we meditate, we're not starting from a blank sheet. We're starting from our own biased, karmically karmic attitudes. You know, maybe for you, that's got to get this. Got to work hard, really tighten up to get this through this practice. Put everything I got into it. And, Sounds good. Till you feel the energy of it. Jeez, it's a bit intense. You know, feel yourself kind of charging up. Maybe it's good. Feel it. Feel the quality of effort you need. The way you start to sense of, yeah, there's some energy being put in, but it's not. Um, it's not forced or harsh. It's a sustaining. Perhaps one needs to be lighter. Because with that view forming, the view with Sankara, goes along with Sankara, is always you know, the, the idea, the attitude. And along with that comes get results, what I should be, or the wavering view that I'm not really up to this, or everybody else is doing it, better than I am, or I've got to do it like Ajahn Sujito does it, and all this stuff. So emptying oneself into it. So the the view, only view that there is, is it's all shifting and changing. And there's no getting, you know, idea of getting results or getting somewhere. It's just shifting and changing. So we start, and this is profound, because when we start to experience that, we find the view of impermanence, you know, again, it's one of those classic, cliched things, but it takes the pressure off of the I am, I've got to be, I'm not, I never will be. Views that can be driving our minds. That's a view. And views are sankharas. They, they give, they produce karma. They affect us. They steer our emotions. They hobble our minds. They affect our energies. They're not just they're not just neutral observations. They are powerful, formative tendencies. So, you know, dropping of dropping of view. The Buddha said, you know, this the the two primary views. You know, underneath all of them, is 
view of becoming, the view of non-becoming. That is something in one wants to get somewhere, have something, be something, be solid. Or something in one just wants to get out, get away, blank out, get out. You know? And we can be strongly figured, configured in one way or another. And either of those give us a strong position from which to view our lives. They can, they can keep determining how we approach our lives, how we approach ourselves. Where we continually just want to, oh God, just get me out of here. Or whether we want to really get on and get somewhere. And both those are views and they, they create a pressure. They taint everything. And they, they give rise to karma. So when it's like, you know, I've really got to get on, I've got to get somewhere, I'm going to be something, it's, well, let's wait a minute, just, just cool a bit. Let's see what's really happening now. And when it's enough of this, out of here, what's the point? Wait, you know, something's there for you. Something's there to receive you. Your own life, your breath, your goodness is there for you. And these views tend to rob us of the value that we do have with the promise that will take us somewhere better. And they never do. Because they always take us out of the value that we do have right now. Looking for some, you know, something that isn't here yet. So this kind of emptying of future, past, of results, of selfhood. And of course it's not easy. These are the strongest tendencies we've got. So, you know, the Buddha said, if you want to become something, then, you know, become composed, become calm. If you want to get rid of something, get away from something, get away from your restlessness, impatience and worry. And uh, so so this is the best kind of uh, becoming and the best kind of non-becoming to to cultivate until you know we really start to see these views and how they turn around solidify a sense of self that is always needs propping up and supporting always needs to create more karma so energy you find uh, the energy can steady, then this dissipates some of the aspects of our karmic habits, our views. Of course, we can start to have a view about samadhi. <laughs> you know? But, uh, you recognize when you do, you start to get uh, unwholesome results from that. 
But truly, it's the case like, uh, that one, as one mind does steady, you almost know nothing about it. That is, you have no particular feeling about it. It's just the stopping of the unsteadiness. There's no sense of I am now steady. It's just that the, the wavering change stops or calms or releases. This is, a, this is the purity of that. So then what does it take, you know, for each of, each of us from our own karmic positions, our own angles, our own viewpoints, our own sankharas to empty? Mm-hmm. And be filled with the presence. Empty self and fill with presence. That's for us all to find out. But use these measures of energy, you know, settled, warm, you know, feels good. And with some view of self being created around it, some position one should or shouldn't be. And then you start to sort of relax that as you feel more comfortable. <clears throat>